What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 573rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I'm tired. I need Pokemon sleep out now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, next time we're recording, it should be out. Either the next one or the one after. Yeah, no, I think next one. I I think only because the Pokeball Plus comes out. Yeah. This Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Speaking Friday, of Friday, 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 Greg will always make your Fridays better. I will, because you can join me any night and we can watch Intellian finger gun its way across the map. That's all it does. It does this and it turns <laughs> invisible. You just see the two hands doing this for no good reason. Isn't the good reason defeating other Pokemon? You would assume, but if anybody <laughs> gets near Intellian... It's it it's a squish fest real quick. It's got that decidio I feel. Okay, well, there's a lot of news this week, so we kind of had to pick and choose. So we'll see how this goes. Um, anything I guess we don't get to, we'll get to the week after. I mean, we have we have some Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, hey, Pokemon Go is seven years old, so we'll talk about that. That's crazy to think about. Uh, Pokemon Sleep is supposed to be coming soon. I went to NAIC, which I spelled in the Google Doc wrong. Um, Del- <laughs> yeah, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Del Fox showed up in raids. Surprise! It was fairy type. And if you want to know if uh, Gardevoir tickles your fancy, the Pokemon forums are here for you. So, oh boy, we have it all today. We have a loaded show, and you would think in the middle of July we'd have nothing to talk about, but boy, do we have things to talk about. <laughs> Let's start off with uh, Pokemon Sleep because there is a well. We'll get to there's a Pokemon Sleep event happening in Pokemon Go as of two days ago on Pokemon.com. Uh, we have Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Remember, it's poorly named. Uh, it's is, amazingly named. It's coming. It's amazingly named. <laughs> it's coming summer of twenty twenty three. What metric are we using? <laughs> there is my. Just I want to set the level. Full disclosure here before I forget. There have been at least two Pokemon Sleep previews. There was one in London, which I think some people saw. Mister Joe Serebi, who is apparently the only British person ever to attend Pokemon events. There were other people, but most people like look at you. Uh, and I believe there was one in L.A. Uh, the Pokemon Company did invite me to a sleepover, which I will be getting on a plane tomorrow to do. Uh, or as if you're listening to this, I'm probably already on the plane. Um, so I will be also trying Pokemon Sleep in New York. So there's just your full disclosure. They paid for my flight and hotel for one night of whatever this is. I, I, I don't know what to expect. Also, with the amount of strikes happening in the airlines, who, maybe I'll just yeah, miss the who, whole event. <laughs> who knows? Two things I'm going to suggest. One, lock your doors, check your kidneys before you go to sleep, because this could be harvesting season. You never know. It is New York. Going, it is New York. They know you're all coming. They, all, they know you're going to be asleep at a specific time. Just watch your back is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, feel like there's like a, I feel like there's a Pokemon that leads into this, but I can't think of the one. So I I don't know I'll 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 let you guys know I guess when I get back or maybe I don't go because again uh, last time I took some flights to uh, you know Ohio there was uh, a lot of people needed to change their flights last minute. There's a lot going on. Uh, this is all Pokemon.com though. You'll soon be able to rest 
your very best now that pre-registration has begun for Pokemon Sleep on Google Play. Pre-registration to be notified once the app goes live in late July. They're saying late July. I don't know what they... Look, we know that (laughs) spring, early summer, fall, winter, none of this actually matters because, like, they don't know what that means. When they say, like, oh, the DLC is coming in fall and then the other DLC is coming in winter... Who knows what calendar they're looking at for any of that stuff? Janine knows. And when it's purely digital, they have a lot more flexibility. Because if they're saying winter of 2023 for the second DLC of Scarlet and Violet, that is like a 12-day window. That is a 12-day window. (laughs) It is. And it's significantly less if you're going to assume they're not putting it on at Christmas. They might. It could be a gift to us all. That's true. That's true. Uh, Your Pokemon sleep adventure will take place on a cluster of small islands. You work with large work with a large lovable Snorlax. And how how do we say this name? Neroli, a professor studying the sleep habits of your Pokemon to carry out research and work to complete your sleep style decks. You see, Pokemon uh, will have sleep styles filled with personality and charm, and beyond being adorable, these sleep styles will also provide a glimpse into Pokemon behaviors. Start every morning by seeing which Pokemon are sleeping in which styles. And here they're explaining how the, I'm going to air quote, game works. To play Pokemon Sleep, you'll start off by tracking your sleep at night before studying your sleep styles of Pokemon that have gathered the next morning. Then, during the day, you'll be able to raise a Snorlax. Snorlax will grow bigger as you sleep more, which in turn will attract more Pokemon to your island, allowing you to discover more sleep styles. Uh, They have nighttime, morning, daytime. You can register another player as a friend. You'll be able to share your sleep duration and sleep type with them. Finally, I will know how Greg sleeps. I know how Greg sleeps. You know how I sleep. I have (laughs) slept. I watched this man multiple times. I watched this man slam a G Fuel at PAX West and then proceed to go to sleep five minutes after as I watched HGTV because I could fall asleep because I had G Fuel. 10 hours earlier in the day you literally you literally said you shouldn't drink that before bed and i said why you're like well the caffeine will keep you up and i literally said oh yeah watch me and i chugged it and promptly fell asleep in five the science minutes. says it does change the quality of your sleep though even if you can go to sleep with caffeine oh i mean i, I sure i believe that. i have never had an issue sleeping i will never have an issue sleeping although i have moved into the late age stage where i would now wake up at around four because my body's like you probably need to go to the bathroom and then i will get up some of the bathroom and come back and go back to sleep <laughs> so that is my new sleep schedule around 4 a.m my body's like all right does, hey, does pokemon is pokemon sleep gonna know that you're taking pee breaks i was oh, here's the thing is they gonna know that my dogs are walking around all the time because literally all <laughs> they do all night is get in and out of from underneath my blankets that's it. Yeah, so that's I have gonna to, mess like, up. Figure out where it's supposed to go because literally, Goblin literally next to my head does this all night. Up, under, up, under. These kind of apps are the best when you are the only being in your bed. Yeah, well, and get, get wrecked. There's four of us. This is supposed to be on your bed, face down, screen on. 
<laughs> and that movement tracking is one of its primary ways of determining how good well, your sleep is. You could you could have one of those like fancy beds. You ever see the commercial where like they put like a wine glass on the bed and then they jump up and down and then the wine doesn't spill? Like what if uh, you Yeah, I've I've seen those, but you know, I have I have a Casper. <laughs> Didn't they just file for bankruptcy? I don't know. I think they did. Anyways, uh bankruptcy cast. Uh to get ha- to help get you constant sleep habits, Pokemon Sleep has a bedtime feature that will let you set a target time to go to bed. By meeting that goal, you can earn a stamp on your stamp card and receive rewards. Okay, so I've used probably a half a dozen sleep apps in the past. I can't remember which one it was, but there was one app that wouldn't let me say that my bedtime was like past midnight. I hate when they do that. They were like, it's just, it means they're not making the app for shift workers. Right. Like, like in, in a world where like there are construction workers that work at like 4 a.m. or, you know, UPS or, or not UPS, that'd be a bad example because they're getting up at like 2 a.m. But like nurses, doctors, <laughs> there's so many people. Staff. Any any fire person, any 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 twenty four hour factory has third shift people. Call centers. There's a million people that there are things that are open twenty four hours, and there are people that have to work the third shift. Yeah, McDonald's sent uh, the uh, the cub insert twenty four hour grocery store. Well, I go to bed at four and I wake up at noon, which I don't think is third shift. Maybe it is third shift. It's pretty third shift. That's third shifty. Uh, but like, I couldn't even set like my bedtime is like 4 a.m. Like, ideally, I should be going to bed the same time, even though that's, you know, not the, the norm for some people. For some people, it is the norm. Um, but I, I was like, this app is useless to me because it's punishing me that I will never go to sleep on time. I'm curious if Pokemon Sleep will let me say my bedtime's 4 a.m. It, if- it looked like it, potentially. It looked like I mean, it wasn't going to force you to go to sleep at a quote unquote normal time. But do I have to set a time? Is that my thing? Like I, I have don't think to you have 11? to set. I think you just get a bonus stamp for doing it. Yes, it sounds like you get cons- you get extras for being consistent. Wait, are you not a sure. consistent bedtime person, Greg? I feel like you are. It, I mean, it varies. I will go to bed sometime between eleven and eleven thirty. But if I have to be exact, like. That ain't that ain't happening. <laughs> if I have to be like, I have to be in bed at eleven. Nah, maybe. I wonder how it works for like time zone shifts too. You probably just miss your stamp if you're like traveling. But oh yeah, probably. I mean, it's on your phone, so it should read that you're in a new time zone. Yeah, and hopefully... it'll update the time, but it's it's hard to go to sleep at the same time yeah. consistently when you shift time zones. If if I'm going to Japan and I'm using Pokemon <laughs> Sleep. Where am I? Where am I putting? Where am I putting the Pokemon Plus? Am I putting it in like behind my head? Am I? Am I? Am well, I that's my question. Yeah, where is it? Where does it have to be? <laughs> on the bed. I, I know. Think it has like, to be. It po- has to be on the soft surface. They said near your pillow. They didn't say under your pillow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I believe in the commercial. They did not put it under their pillow. They put it next to their pillow. Yeah. But there's a lot of sleep trackers that you do put under your pillow yeah 
Uh, speaking of the Pokeball Go Plus Plus, the Pokeball Go Plus Plus device allows you to track your sleep while with the press of a button. After pairing your Go Plus Plus to your sleep app, it can be placed by your pillow to measure your sleep throughout the night. Not only that, but there's also a nightcap wearing Pikachu inside the Go Plus Plus that you can meet in Pokemon Sleep. Although you can normally build teams of five helpers from among the Pokemon you've met in sleep, this level of Pikachu will fill in as the sixth team member. Pay oh, to win, yeah. pay to win, pay to win. If this was pay a competitive win, VGC, baby. Greg would have five Pokemon. I would have six. Clearly, I would win the battle. Uh, excuse me, I bought this dumb device. Unless, unless <laughs> you're talking they about have named, they really should have named it uh, Double Plus Good and really just leaned in. Unless you're talking about the anime episode where Ash is battling the Beyblade kid and the Beyblade kid forgets that it's a, he's supposed to bring a six Pokemon and then he doesn't and then his Riolu evolves into Lucario and he just crushes Ash and Ash gets eliminated from the tournament. I can't remember what that kid's name is, but what a battle. Uh, Pikachu will let out a cry from the Go Plus Plus device to let you know when you when uh, the wake up time and bedtime chosen has arrived, it will even sing you a lullaby uh, uh, when you begin tracking your sleep. The longer you track your sleep using the Go Plus Plus, the friendlier the nightcap wearing Pikachu will become towards you. As it does, it'll collect more berries and wake you up with different cries. What uh, have they shown microtransactions yet? Is it berries? They have. I yep. I feel like. They missed a lullaby Jigglypuff connection here. I think hardcore. No, no. I think Jigglypuff is when you don't sleep well. I think they've talked. They they talk about this in the in the video. When when you don't sleep well, Jigglypuff shows up to be like, I think hey, so, buddy. Maybe I missed that. I don't remember seeing. I think that. It, I think it was near the end of the video on the. <laughs> if you're having a noisy night, it will consider you a Jigglypuff, which is singing sleep. That's what she says in the video. Okay. He says if because you're having when you're using the app to track it instead of the Go Plus Plus, it does use the microphone. On your phone? Yep. The Plus Plus doesn't have a microphone, so it doesn't track based on sound. But when you track your sleep on your phone with this device, it will record clips of sounds to tell you if you're snoring or not or I'm, anything I, like that. I'm into this. <laughs> I can't wait for but, okay. A, I can't wait for my my snoring to be on. <laughs> Sold right. to TikTok. All right. They <laughs> need to start differentiating between human snoring and my dog snoring. <laughs> this thing is going to be like, I don't know what's happening in this house. This is this is not a multi-person animal bed product. It is not. <laughs> uh, when you spin Pokestop. Wait, oh, sorry, sorry. Collect berries, wake you up with different cries. Uh, you can even earn some Pokemon Sleep bonuses by connecting Pokemon Go Plus Plus to Pokemon Go. When you spin Pokemon stops with the Pokemon Go, uh, in Pokemon Go with the device, it will record it and give you berries if you connect to Pokemon Sleep. Pokemon Go Plus Plus will be released on July 14th. You can pre-register on Google Play as of this podcast. Who knows when iOS is up? Also, those pre-ordering things like don't matter. Like threads no. went up for pre-order and they're like, it's coming next week. And then like Instagram was like, just kidding. It's just coming kidding now. <laughs> <laughs> yep it really did say oh we're doing it now like literally the dude who made the logo was like can't wait for you guys to try this in two weeks and then he like tweeted just kidding two hours 
Oh, schedules. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, the pre-order thing, like, pre-block part of your phone off like they're not gonna run out of copies it's a digital <laughs> thing it's, it's to ensure that you do download it it's yeah. so you press it yeah. while you're thinking about it you pre-download it while you're thinking about it and then if you forget about it you still download it quick they're gonna run mom they're, they're gonna, gonna run out of pokemon sleep let me pre-order <laughs> there, there's been a run on the pokemon bank there's no sleep left we gotta and wait till next can, week for them to sleep anymore restock it we only have 15 people who could fall asleep. The rest of you are staying up until we make more. Hannah, I missed this. What is the microtransactions in this game and how much money can I give it? I don't think it's been fully detailed. I think it was the berries. Joe is the one who talked the most about it and said that it didn't seem super money grabby. Didn't seem super pay to win. Oh, I'm but. paying. I'm paying to win. <laughs> um, if there's anything what are we winning that I am- in sleep. I mean, well, that's the question. Generally, Pokemon is the collector's sorts of games. Like, you want to get everything. I'm not convinced this is a healthy game for collectors. <laughs> I, I have to sleep 24 hours to get the super rare Jirachi that can only awaken somebody who's in a coma. But if you're sleeping consistently and your your night's sleep is similar every night, then theoretically, I think you're only going to be getting the same sorts of Pokemon every night, and you're never going to be able to fill up your Pokédex. I haven't seen any way that that's going to work otherwise. This oh, because this they... thing is riddled with problems. Also, have they released who they're selling my information to? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Gosh darn it. It looks cool. I, uh, I, I don't know what to expect. I I want to I do want to give Joe props uh, as as much as his website is still stuck in 2002. Uh, I I think he did do probably one of the best jobs. I think him and IGN probably did like the best jobs outlining it. They they invited like other content creators and no shade to them, but like posting a picture that you like played Pokemon Sleep and like thank you for the invite like isn't the whole concept gives no information yeah, to the like, rest of us. Like, yeah, 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 you couldn't like. The whole point of inviting other people is to, like, get their take on the app. And, like, somebody might be like, oh, I'm super, like, how, like, how did you sleep? Like, what, what, what happened? That's the whole point. They invited you to sleep. Like, did you get a Jigglypuff? Did you get, like, a Machop? Did you get a bo- Like, what, yeah. j- wh- did it record six hours? Did you wake up and pee? Did you wake up and, I need to know if you went to the bathroom. And what happened to the, like, Maybe the maybe the NDA was like, oh, you can't talk about that. But Joe talked about a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they all signed the. <laughs> so this is the real thing. This is the real test of friendship. Who are you going to share your sleep data with? Because some of you do not get access to that. I'm going to tell you that right now. You that are be not that. seeing how I sleep. <laughs> New Patreon reward. <laughs> Subscribe Patreon at the five dollar level, and I will tell you how I sleep. Steve's at the $5 level, I'm at the $20 level. I do feel like I should have some sort of accountability partner because that can be useful to get me to sleep more, but I I don't know. I have two accountability partners. They are my dogs, and if we stay up too late, Goblin gets so mad, he will sit in the middle of the living room and just look at Brent and I and go, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. and we're like, buddy, Sleep's we're up. not tired. And he's like, I don't want to go lay up in the bed and not be tired up in the bed. And he'll just sit there and stare until we're like, fine, we are going to bed. 
Is the microphone going to pick up that my cat meows for like three hours straight yep. before he's yeah. ready to go to sleep? Yep. Yep. This is this is this is this is they're going to sell this to Big Pet. They're going to sell this to Big Marriage. They're going to sell it. I'm okay with them sharing the data with Chewy. I think Chewy is a very respectable company. <laughs> no, they didn't hire me, so they are on my oh, list. They're on, the, they're on the bad list. They're on the bad list. Archer Archer needs to uh, bring every single toy from the downstairs upstairs, and he meows the entire time a toy is in his mouth, and then he needs to proceed to bring it into the bed. So I wake up with just all these cat toys that in my is bed amazing. every morning. <laughs> he's he's very proud of his toy collection. It looks look I I I think seeing the screenshots now it it does actually look not shallow because it, it I mean it, they announced it and then they went silent for what like three years <laughs> and then yeah. when they stopped going silent it still looked like a pretty shallow shell of a game it does also i mean like it's the same developer as magikarp jump it it does give me big magikarp yeah. jump yeah, aesthetic it does. vibes like it. yeah yeah <laughs> like maybe the it's pokemon a good game maybe the pokemon company was like hey we loved all those buttons in magikarp jump just copy and paste those. <laughs> <laughs> that is their whole thing copying and pasting there is the part where it interfaces with pokemon go though and gives you rewards in pokemon go because it sends your sleep data to pokemon go finally niantic has another selling point <sighs> you can apparently get stardust stickers and uh shoot something else at least stardust and stickers from connecting uh, i'm into the stardust yeah depending on how much probably not very much but little bits <laughs> of stardust <laughs> Uh, speaking of Pokemon Go, uh, we'll do the Pokemon Go sleep integration here, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll do the rest of Pokemon Go. But uh, this says, celebrate the upcoming release of Pokemon Go Plus uh, Plus with catching some Z's event on Saturday, July 15th. So again, the Pokeball, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus comes out the 14th. This event is on the 15th, which makes me believe that we're going to get sleep on Thursday or Friday. Although like time zones, so who knows? What was that look, Greg? You don't think? Uh, I think I, I think that's wishful thinking. You think you don't think it's coming out yeah. this week? No, no, no. Nah, I, I, I mean, if it doesn't, they're going to release. I think they're going to release the this the yeah. item, and you can connect it to Pokemon Go and use it. But I I think they may still hold off on sleep. Definitely I mean, possible. This this event is only that weekend. Yeah, and it's in Go. <laughs> yeah, but they want you. They want you to buy it. They not as Niantic, the Pokemon company. They just want their money. Just, but I mean, Pokemon Go Plus, like it's sold out. Like I don't think they're necessarily worried about you buying the Go Plus. That's true. A million people already bought it, and it's already gone. It's very true. It did sell out. I, I oh, I saw pictures of the some places. I saw the pictures of the Go Plus Plus. It looks a lot thinner than yeah initially, which is good. But is it still like the size of my head? It's not that huge. It's yeah, it's not that huge. I don't know if if it magnetizes, if there's a magnet in it, but I still want the concept of like using the oh magnet. I don't think there's a magnet in it. Yeah. You can attach a wrist strap to it. Yeah, I saw the wrist strap, but... Oh, God, I'm not attaching that to my <laughs> wrist. I'm not doing some bizarre Beyblade 
cosplay when I'm doing Pokemon Go. It's just not gonna. But happen. they make they make those like magnet pop sockets. I'll uh, this is this is too complicated for a podcast to explain. Uh, uh, come to my Twitch stream. I'll explain exactly why I wanted to magnetize to the back of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a new Pokemon Go debut. Komala, the dow- the drowsing Pokemon, is making their debut in Pokemon Go. And a Snorlax wearing a nightcap will also make its debut. You can complete special research tasks to encounter it. If you're lucky trainers, you may encounter a shiny one. Uh, using the Go Plus Plus will let you play Pokemon Go without staring at your phone. We Hey, remember I talked to John Hankey one time and he was like, I don't like people doing that, but... Mr. Poco- Mr. Pikachu said, we don't care, Mr. John Hankey. We want to sell more plastic devices. You can also use the auto throw function. You will be able to automatically throw Pokeballs at wild Pokemon. While the auto spin functions automatically spins Pokestops, you will also get an adjustment setting to switch between great and ultra balls. So this is the third official device that connects the Pokemon Go. The first one was the Pokemon go plus which was the little pin looking thing it looked like a pin and it, it like would a compass point yeah it would it yeah. would vibrate and light up and then you would press the button and it would throw a pokeball then they released the uh 50 the first one was 35 second one was 50 and that was the pokemon pokeball go plus which maybe i'm saying that wrong which was with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, that was the big Pokeball. Um, mm-hmm. That would that would automatically spin Pokestops <coughs> if a Pokemon was in it. If you're like me and you bought it and you never took the Mew out of it because you forgot, uh, then the Mew has been auto-spinning stops forever. Uh, that one also had functionality with both Sword and Shield and Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. So in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, you could use it as a controller. You could also walk a Pokemon if you put you know, a Rhyhorn in it, it would, the lights would be brown. If you put a Zashian in it, because you could put a Pokemon from Sword and Shield into it, it would light up blue. If you walked with them, you could sink it back and get rewards. I believe in Sword and Shield, it was only like rare candy, but in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, it was like berries, rare candy, other stuff that it would collect as you walked. Both of those devices, you could only use Pokeballs. This is the first device that will let you use great balls and ultra balls and it says after you pair your go plus plus with the pokemon go you will take on special research that leads you to encounter with snorlax wearing a nightcap Uh, we don't know how else to get more snorlax encounters i guess probably just spinning stops uh and then the event will feature jigglypuff abra drowsy snorlax mareep teddy ursa slack off and wooloo some trainers, if you're lucky, will get Muna and Komala. All of those can be shiny except Wulu and Komala. Also, the picture of Snorlax in the wild is not the one with the nightcap, for whatever that's worth. But Wulu is a big deal. Is it? Wulu was only around for a very short time do back I have when there was the Galar event. You probably do. It was when po- more people were still playing Pokemon Go. It was before a lot <laughs> yeah. of the controversies. Yep. Um, and so Wulu was around for a short time, but a lot of people either transferred it because it was already in their decks or just didn't keep them around for one reason or another because they weren't a very good Pokemon. But then when a move update came, and I think it was Double Kick, I'm really bad at remembering move names, they updated Dubwool's moves 
or we'll lose moves. I think it was double. And it suddenly became great in PvP, but you could not get it anywhere. And I so have this event. A singular double. <laughs> it's great in PvP. It, you have recently been able to get it as a reward in PvP, and people were super excited about that, but being able to actually catch it in the wild, this is the first time it's been around in a good long while. And I'm excited they're including it. I got Wulu pajamas for Pokemon Sleep and was sad when it wasn't the the key Pokemon when they were going for Snorlax instead. So I'm glad that it's included in the Pokemon Go Sleep. I mean, Wulu makes a, more sense, but like if you need to reach as many people as possible, you, you yeah, I've got to choose the Gen One. <sighs> Reggie Eliki is coming for five star raids because sure. Uh, there will be new avatars for uh, the game, including a Snorlax patterned nightcap. And then uh, I swear there was already a Snorlax onesie, but maybe there wasn't in the game. There was like a Piplup onesie, I know. Yeah, there were Kanto yeah. starters and there were Sinnoh starters and Azorua. So the Snorlax is new. And Pikachu. Uh, is but old. is two days, three days, two days. Um, July 15th, starting at 10 a.m. to Sunday, July 16th at 8 p.m. Very limited, actually. So, uh, is Snorlax wearing a nightcap being shiny the new rare Pokemon in Pokemon Go? Find out next week. <laughs> it feels kind of like the team leader Pokemon from the season of Heroes. Oh. Where you could get one from oh, the research exactly and it one. had a potential to get shiny. But almost nobody was able to get that shiny. This feels kind of like that. Beta win. How much is the... the well, how much is this Pokeball Plus? I ordered like three of them. But I, I, yeah, we ordered them back in February. I don't remember how, <laughs> how much this cost. I got an email from Best Buy this morning being like, just a reminder, you ordered this. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I ordered. A I, mean, I ordered it from somewhere. I no longer remember where. I it mean, is fifty five dollars on Amazon. What? I, I think I, it was the Nintendo store that I ordered it from. I don't know. I think it, I think some people yeah. ordered from Nintendo store. Yeah, Nintendo store was the first place that had it, and then over the couple of weeks after that, after it sold out on the Nintendo store real quick, other stores started to stock it in for pre order. I mean, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't like. Well, I ordered three pretty because sure, I wanted Pretty extra. sure I ordered one. Pretty sure it's coming. I don't know. Also, I don't know when it's coming because notoriously these play shipping is also bad. So like I may have said it may be released on the 14th and it could still be a couple of weeks before I actually get it in my hands. Which which store do you think is going to start shipping it like tomorrow? <laughs> 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 there was somebody on Reddit GameStop. that got one early. And mm -hmm. they were like, oh, it doesn't work with Pokemon Go yet because Pokemon Go never updated. So mm. they can't really do anything with it. Mm -hmm. But they posted pictures of it. Look nice. <laughs> yeah, that's where you were able to see kind of the size comparison. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you get it early, it doesn't really matter because the, the app isn't updated yet. I don't know what the NDA I have to sign when I get to New York is, but uh, I will I promise you, listener... I will have to probably go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I will tell you. I will tell you what happens in, in your Pokemon sleep. The uh, whatever. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> Assuming my flight isn't canceled. All right. We'll take a uh, quick break. 
And then when we come back, we got some other news to go through. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand. You can stand out. You can succeed online. If you're looking just to start something new to engage with your audience, Squarespace allows you to build a beautiful website and lets you sell anything. Your products, your blogs, your words, your time. You can sell it all. Sometimes you just want a place to host everything with Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and threads. Maybe you just want a place to put everything together. And Squarespace allows that. They have asset libraries where you can upload, organize, and access all your content in one place. They have a video collection feature where you can host video content and you can organize your video library all in one place. They also have an online store where you can sell your products all in one place. You can do all of this on Squarespace. PokemonPodcast.com hosted on Squarespace for a decade. They're great. They're reliable. You should check them out. So head over to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, launch, you can go to Squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of website and domain. Supports the show, supports you, supports your brand. Squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Are you listening to the podcast using the Apple Podcast app? Well, you're in luck. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can go into the app and you can get a free two-week trial to our premium feed. That is going to get you bonus episodes directly in your app without doing anything besides hitting that button that you want to sign up. It's also going to get you a two-week free trial. So on top of getting more episodes in your feed every single month, you are also going to get ad-free episodes every single week. You wouldn't be hearing this ad right now because you would be on the premium feed and you could skip the ads. So if you want to support It's Super Effective and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, check out the app. You'll be able to start a two-week free trial. You can listen to our backlog. You can listen to future episodes ad-free. If you like it, stick around. One of the best ways you can support the show. And we are back from our break. Happy seventh anniversary, Pokemon Go. To celebrate, we're going to lay off about 200 employees. Yeah, good job. Then recap what we did for the year. Before we get to the employee stuff, let's actually recap what they did in the last year. Besides, Made like, choices. <laughs> they made choices. Okay, so they launched Team Rocket Shadow Raids are fine. I think I think the gem mechanic is cool. I think the like everything else is just you either like raids or you don't. But I th- I do think like the gem mechanic is fine. Oh, I I like it. <laughs> you need more than one person. Yeah, but that's like the whole concept of raids is like getting people yeah. together. Now you have to have them to coordinate. They did the the golden Pokestops and Gimme Ghoul coins, which I would say is positive. Yeah, though that was cool. That was a, it's, it is exciting to see a golden lure. When I was uh, in Ohio. I was like, oh, Golden Lure, we're moving, we're going to it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've got to make sure those are stacked for GoFest. Did a powerful primal reversions. That's, that's just mega Pokemon. I don't think that was, that's not that exciting. Uh, Pokemon sizes XX small to XX large. 
probably my favorite change. I, I know plenty of people that do not care about this at all, but I super, super like it. I think people are caring more now that the uh, they're not called contests. The non-contests, the showcases are out. Uh, they did the Vivian postcard thing. Out of all this list, I don't really care about, but I do think it's probably the coolest thing they did do. It was like pretty ambitious and it was like a actual good way to use the postcard feature. It was super well received. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, they released Ultra Beast, uh, which going back to the raid thing, I, I think there was something there, but like it's just raids. <laughs> mm hmm. They made real cool videos for them, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I did. A lot of people died in the making of those videos. <laughs> uh, they sent me some cool posters, like, leading up to that, and I was... They're really cool. I never got them framed or anything. And then they did the Daily Adventure Incense, which I forgot was within the last year, but it was that... That came, like, shortly after the first GoFest, which, again, I think is is a positive change. Especially for people who play every day, um, like the 15 minute thing. I think overall, that's a good amount of like new features they added to the game. They uh, forgot Zorua. <laughs> that's they, true. And Kecleon. I feel like those were big things. Yeah, they, they did Gimme Ghoul, but they didn't do Zorua and Kecleon, yeah. Oh man, I saw a Kecleon at like 2 a.m. the other day and I was already in bed. My Pokemon sleep would have been very unhappy. <laughs> I got up, I threw pants on, I got on my one wheel because it was more than a 10 minute walk. I zoomed over there and then it despawned. Oh no. <laughs> Why would you do that at 2 a.m.? I've been I'm like, at three well, of five. I'm at three of five. Well, I need two more. <laughs> it, it's time to let that go. It's 2.30 in the morning. Best time to play Pokemon Go though. <laughs> In the in the happy anniversary graphic, uh, there is a Hisuian Gudra, there is Sprigatito, Quaxleaf, Waycoco, there's an Okremi, there's Deance, Naganadal, which no one knows how to say that Pokemon's name right. I believe it is Naganadal. That's how they say it in the anime, at least. Yeah. I think Naga is also like some Latin or Hebrew or I don't know. It, it does. There is something to the front of that Pokemon's name. <laughs> Undoubtedly. I mean, Naga are serpents in a lot of things. They're half serpent beings. I, yeah, I don't know if that mm -hmm. applies to this, but I mean, that, that is like, like, Naga's used in a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, there's a Hatena in here. I just saw that. There's yeah, a little Hatena holding on to Golden Go. That's cute. And as we know from previous year's images, there is no guarantee all of these things will be actually nope. added to Pokemon <laughs> no, Go. No, no. Correct. There is not. <laughs> there is no guarantee all of these things will ever get fully added to Pokemon Go. The images are really cool, but I don't trust them anymore. I love their images, but yeah, <laughs> the images are full of lies. Yeah. I mean, there's like what? There's the Wooper and all sorts of stuff in here. Maybe we're not getting all of this. Um, so, uh, showcases are here. Hannah, have you done a showcase? I haven't seen any at all. I haven't. Yeah, there was a bug where some people just couldn't see them, and I kind of feel like I was one of those people. I didn't look very hard, but I live in an area with a good number of Pokestops, and in the time they were running, I did not see a single one. 
So they aren't running anymore, and they're going to be coming back, I think, tomorrow, so the day before this podcast comes out. So by the time this podcast comes out, they should be around again, but I haven't gotten the chance to do one. Got it. Um, if you don't know what a showcase is, good thing you're listening to this podcast. Three. <laughs> <laughs> also crazy that you said that it was bugged and some people can see it that this is this that must be the first bug this game has ever had oh yeah <laughs> really it is <laughs> throughout all your adventures and travels you have probably quite a few pokemon that are particularly special maybe it's a massive snorlax or an itty bitty morlow if you wanted to show off these extra special favorites now you can we're excited to announce Pokestop Showcases. This new type of cont- competition, trainers will be able to enter Pokemon into showcases at select stops and have them compete against trainers, other trainers' Pokemon. Only a limited selection of Pokemon will be able to participate in a showcase. These eligible Pokemon are chosen, chosen from Pokemon's featured uh, in the current Go event. So I think it was Squirtle when it first launched. Showcases will run for a short time once the showcase is over. Trainers will get rewards on their Pokemon rank, and trainers will take home a number one spot medal. I don't know. Is that medal? Where's that medal going? Is it going on your Pokemon? I don't actually know. It doesn't mm. say here. Uh, Pokestops hosting a showcase will have a unique icon above them. Prior to entering the Pokemon showcase, the icon above will be green. When you tap the po- Pokestop, you can then tap showcase, enter a Pokemon. Once a Pokemon has entered the showcase, the icon will turn purple. You can only enter one Pokemon at a Pokestop that you are physically near. Showcases will take place at the same Pokestops throughout a season, so make sure to visit that Pokestop regularly. Entering a Pokemon on your showcase does not leave them at the Pokestop. Trainers will still be able to trade, transfer, change form, or evolve their Pokemon after entering them into a showcase. Each Pokemon showcase can support up to 50 Pokemon. An individual Pokemon can be entered into a showcase only... An individual Pokemon can be only entered into a showcase one time. You can. What, what is it judging? <laughs> it's judging how big or small they are, basically. Compared, Compared to the to others the in other... the showcase? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when so you one... catch like an extra, extra small, yeah, it'll yeah. be like, it's, it'll like have like a ruler. <laughs> and so it'll be judging them based on their size or their weight. And in this case, it's just Squirtle. So, biggest Squirtle wins, I think. So yeah, do we know that it's is it gonna is it biggest or smallest or is it just biggest? It depends period? on the showcase. So sometimes there's definitely gonna be smallest Pokemon wins. I'm pretty certain of that. But in this case, for the Squirtle showcase for this event, it's the biggest Squirtle wins. A mouthful. You can catch showcase eligible Pokemon throughout the duration of the showcase period. Trainers can also switch out the Pokemon they enter in the showcase. Pokemon entered in a showcase can be switched out remotely. So if you found an even bigger Squirtle, is my understanding, you can remote switch that one in. Mm -hmm. You also, I was hearing, don't have to be particularly close to the Pokestop. You have to be able to see the Pokestop, but you don't have to be in range close enough to spin it to be able to enter the showcase. You can be farther away than that. It hmm. doesn't say here, but I also read that you can only be in three showcases at yep. a time, which is good because the showcase caps at 50. So once it hits 50 people, you can no longer enter it. And then you can claim your rewards. I saw on the Silk Road that the rewards were good and people were really excited about the rewards. Who knows if that's going to change in the future? 
We all know that your seven-week adventure stamp or whatever used to give legendary Pokemon. It hasn't given legendary Pokemon in like five years. <laughs> in a long time. But boy, people will not... The same people who are like, bring back legendary Pokemon are the same people that are like, bring back the footsteps. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this game is seven years old. That, has, that ship has long sailed. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't yesterday that wasn't last week that wasn't last year that was seven years ago <laughs> the footsteps are not coming back they were fun though <laughs> they were fun hey i think this might be the first time on this podcast we can confidently say if you live in the middle of nowhere and your pokestop is a showcase you have a very distinct advantage. <laughs> you might have the best advantage, actually. There's you the might big have if of if they have access to the if. showcase. If <laughs> you might so have, you better hope no competition. The, <laughs> the one stop that's the bar down the street finally turns into a showcase. Check that thing every day. You might be the only Squirtle in that showcase. <laughs> I wonder if they've counted for that, right? Like, I wonder if they if the system does to be like there has to be X amount entered in before it will actually pay out rewards. Have we no, seen? No, it's timed, so they all end at a certain time, so there right. don't have to be a certain number of Pokemon entered. But I am. Do we know if there, since it's the top three, if the, if it will still reward if there aren't? Oh, three? Greg is saying yep. like if there's two Pokemon in, and it's like you're all disqualified because there wasn't three of you. There wasn't three, which is <laughs> no, something you, I you would can be the only one feel they do. You can be the only one in there and win. I am a little bit worried though about how they are saying that the Pokestops, like if a Pokestop is a showcase, it will be the that Pokestop will stay a showcase going forward, and just. If they haven't been very careful about making sure that more rural places actually do have those, then that kind of sucks. I was really kind of expecting these to rotate and different Pokestops would have different showcases. But I'm assuming if my, my, my guess would be that because things are categorized internally because of Ingress and their other games, that showcases are more likely to appear at like a park. Mm-hmm. And not like uh, what the what the poke like the cemetery. <laughs> Although cemeteries, cemeteries can be parks, parks. Technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kinda. I think this is really cool. Uh, I would have loved to been able to experience it before they took it away, but uh, you it'll know, it'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be back. So I'm excited. I I'm. Excited to put my big or small Squirtle in whatever. Maybe oh. maybe tomorrow when it launches, it'll be the smallest Squirtle or something. I think it's medium cool. I'm excited to see how they may improve it. And I am trying to decide whether I want to start hoarding my biggest and smallest Pokemon in Pokemon Go just so that I can try and win every single showcase that ever happens. Well, apparently there was a, a bug in... Scarlet and Violet, which is crazy for that game too. It's been what? So, it's been so flaw free. Uh, where mean, I'm shocked that you said there's a bug in that game. I if cannot. you moved, <laughs> there was a bug where if you moved over an XXL or an XX small Pokemon for Pokemon Go, it wouldn't give you the ribbon in or the mark or ribbon. I think it's a ribbon. It wouldn't give you the ribbon in Scarlet and Violet. But now that's fixed, so you could safely move. Like if you got like a 
extra extra small Ursa Luna from Community Day, you could move it over and it should get the ribbon from the big and small lady. So that that was fixed. I think with the last something updated. I don't <laughs> I don't know if that was a Pokemon home. I think it was a Pokemon home specific issue that would re resize it and then you could move it in. So that was a good minor change. I I guess like the the final bit of news here, Niantic let go of 200 plus employees. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot to say that hasn't already been said in the last week. It's super unfortunate um, that people lost their jobs. Of course, uh, you know, the first time there was layoffs, which I think was like exactly like two years ago, there was one person I was working with on the Pokemon Go team that that left. I think that was the only person. I actually don't know if that was layoff related or just timing related. I mean, Niantic has multiple games, right? They they, they have a, they had a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know how many of those people were from the Pokemon Go team, but uh, but we know that some were. We know that some were because of yeah. Twitter. I mean, um, it was a hefty. I mean, twenty five percent of their workforce. I think is it was thirty. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing 25 between 25 and 30 percent is a hefty amount of people to cut and they would have been cut across. They would have been a cut across a wide berth of functions so they could not get sued for targeted layoffs. Uh, yes, I, I have learned about this recently, uh, that if you lay off more people than you need to, then you can't say like, well. You know, this person was in a wheelchair or this is a person of color. As long as they have enough filling in that they could make a case that it was fair in court, that's all they care about. So when they do massive layoffs, they will take out a ton of people, especially people who may have just gotten there. So it doesn't look like they're firing people for tenure or because they earn too much money. So it's super unfortunate when all of these things happen. It is it is a overall bad thing for companies to do. Um, It does not mean like I want to point out that this does not mean that the company is doing poorly. It does mean that generally investors or the board or stockholders wanted to see a drastic change in their bottom line. And the fastest way for companies to do that is to cut things and staff so these things are particularly troublesome um the scrapping of the games means that the really they were i mean he has come out and said they were having they overextended their money so like scrapping the big name licensing things where they would have to have pay a lot of money to a specific group makes a lot of sense yeah i have it right here uh specifically we are closing our this is off niantic's website Specifically, this means we are closing our LA studio, reducing our game flat platform team, and making additional reductions across the company. As a result, we are sunsetting NBA All World that launched in January of this year, and we are yep. stopping production of Marvel World of Heroes, which was, I believe, in beta. Uh, this means we are laying off 230 Niantic employees. I would assume, and I think a lot of people would safely assume, most of the layoffs were from these two teams. If you if you don't know how this works, the there there is a dedicated Niantic team for Pikmin. Yep. There is a dedicated Niantic team for Pokemon Go. The same for Peridot. The same for Ingress. It's not like I've seen this on the internet. 
It's not like Paradox launched so like five people that were working on Mega Evolution are suddenly making Paradox. I like that's not how it works. They're like completely <laughs> separate teams. Yes, and Ingress did release a separate post on their news website saying that the Ingress team was largely located at their LA studio. Yeah. So these cut a bunch of, or at least impacted a bunch of the Ingress team too, which wasn't mentioned in the Niantic letter. The way that this was done did not gain any respect. I mean, it, no. it wouldn't, but it was done. I don't know anyone, any company laying off people. That, no. <laughs> there was like yeah, a positive exactly. Re- there's, there's not no. really a way for it to be respectable, but this was particularly bad. The employees didn't know until everybody, until everybody did. Yeah. I mean, that's how it happened that- with my job. I like walked in. And everyone was like gathered because I was always like the last person in because I, I was like keeping the website open and like running. So I'd be up late, like updating the website. I like walked in and everyone's like around like the little like couch seating area. And they're like, OK, today's everyone's last day. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they literally were like, you can continue working the rest of the day or you can leave. We won't be upset if you just left. Yeah. <laughs> They can't stop you. Like you just fired me. There's no, there's no like, hanging around. You'll still get paid if you leave. I I would have walked out honestly because I was like, well, if this is all right. but I literally needed to pack my office, so I couldn't. Yeah. Like I had my own office, so I was like, well, I get. I, I guess I'll I'll like transfer some data and then I'll pack my Funko Pops. I mean this. I've seen a lot of people take really negative takes about the reason why these people got laid off is because of all the poor decisions that Go has made. And I can agree that, yes, Niantic has made some poor decisions. Um, I don't think those poor decisions around Go were the driving factor. I think it's much more he attempted to grow the company way faster than the market or their financials would allow particularly quickly branching out into other licensed games without sort of understanding how expensive that ultimately would be and understanding what made pokemon go popular right like and it is it's tough to catch lightning in a bottle again right like they are trying to get another summer of how great go felt seven years ago and they're they're trying and it you can look at niantic and say you do need to get your bottom line together and the way you handled this is poor i will agree 100 percent with that layoffs are always a huge negative for any company and anybody Anybody who sees a job come up at Niantic, you need to think really, really, really hard about taking that job because they are in a very unstable place. But I think a lot of people who are out there saying this is directly because of Go and you remote rate passes is what I've been saying. Like if they didn't change the remote rate passes, wouldn't happen. And uh, to those people, (laughs) you 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 have no no. clue. (laughs) Yeah, you're not looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, that's that is there are bigger issues than the fact that they decided to limit raid passes, right? Like there are bigger issues within the running of that company. And I I do agree on some level, like they really need to refocus on what works going forward. But I, I do think the bigger issue as outlined in their letter is they 
projected growth and then acted on that growth before that growth was real. And that's a very common mistake a ton of businesses do. Yeah, the other thing they say here is uh, our top priority is to keep Pokemon Go healthy and growing as a forever game. This is not a new statement. They have said this tons of times. Yes. For that they, they want to see Pokemon to be 10 plus years. So, happy birthday. You've made it to year seven. They also say we will focus on making our recently launched games a success in terms of retention, revenue, and profitability. I, I being Mr. John Hankey, am confident about the prospects for Pikmin Bloom, Peridot, and Monster Hunter now, but we have a lot to work to do. What is really funny, the day they announced this, they also announced their like lead up to Pikmin 4 event in Pikmin. Mm-hmm. And one of those things in Pikmin, for those that don't play Pikmin, uh, they have like medals, the same thing as like Pokemon Go, and they have limited time medals. So there was like, uh, there was an event where the medals you could get were no longer available and they brought those back. And in order to get it, you have to spend 700 coins, which is $7 for a single medal. It comes with a quest line and stuff, which is not that. Remember, we all paid $7 for well, not We all <laughs> some of us foolishly paid $7 for a Mr. Mime, which is a singular Pokemon. But you get a quest line and stuff. The difference, I think, in Pikmin is it's really easy to get coins. You can get 60 coins a day just by, like, walking. It's super easy. So, honestly, like, a week of playing Pikmin, you can get this medal for free, ultimately. Today is my... Today I will be able to buy my free medal, by the way. I almost gave Pikmin money. I was like, oh, like, it's a big celebration. Like, there's more that they added than just, like, the medals, right? Like, they added a bunch of other stuff, costumes and stuff, and... I was gonna, like, maybe I'll give, like, I've only, in the three, two years I've played Pikmin, I've given it $20. And I was like, maybe I'll give it $20 because I really, really like it. And Pikmin 4 is coming out. And that's like really cool. I'm really excited for Pikmin 4. And then this blog post came out and they said like, Pikmin Bloom is safe. And I'm like, is it only safe because literally Pikmin 4 is two weeks away? Like that would be a, that would be like the craziest thing ever to shut down Pikmin before Pikmin 4 comes out. Yeah. So like, even though they're like, ah, Pikmin's safe. I, I do I do think like Pikmin probably is doing better than and like I don't know a lot of basketball people, but the basketball people I do know did not care about NBA Live. Yeah. The the club that I ran in college that was a Pokemon Go club, the person who was the president of that club for the most recent years is a big basketball fan and ran a Pokemon Go club. And wasn't into this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that one, I think everybody who saw it literally did a what? How is that supposed to work? Is it a Space Jam thing? I could maybe see if it was a Space Jam. <laughs> it was thing. a Space Jam thing. <laughs> I'd be in. Sign yeah, me but up. Also, I have a feeling like Pikmin Bloom's fate relies on how well adoption is after excitement with Pikmin 4 happens. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I okay, have so a Pik- feeling Pik- like Pik- Pikmin's also somewhat backed by well not somewhat it is backed by nintendo nintendo knows games right like mario kart mobile is still a thing animal crossing is still a thing like i i would also i you know pikmin is very big in japan Mm -hmm. these games work pokemon go ingress pikmin bloom they work really well in japan because a lot of people don't have cars there they commute they walk I don't know how big basketball is in Japan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we said this for Pokemon Unite. I still 100% believe this for Pokemon Unite. 
Pokemon Unite could have flopped like terrifically could have had the biggest flop in the world in the US. It wouldn't have mattered because China loves mobile games and specifically they love MOBA games. And this is a MOBA mobile game and like Pokemon Unite could be dead in the water in the US, but still be a huge success in China or pretty much all of Asia. Um, I I think the same for Pikmin. Like, I I think Pikmin Bloom could be terrible in the United States, but like Asia loves it. I still haven't given Pikmin Bloom $20, but I almost did until I read this book. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, according to this one post I see on Japan, basketball is still very much an up and coming sport. I think baseball is very popular. Baseball is popular. Oh, yeah. Soccer, of course, because soccer is popular. Everywhere but America. Uh, hey, my my nephews are, are soccer stars, so back off. <laughs> They're getting scholarships based off of their soccer skills, so we're very now happy about that. Now that you said the Ingress stuff earlier, Hannah, mm-hmm. he says, I am excited for Pikmin Bloom Peridot Monster Hunter. Why, why did yeah. he not, why did he not Ingress mention... Ingress wasn't mentioned in this blog post <laughs> why, why at did he all, mention right. which is wild. <laughs> Considering it was their original game and the way they started this company. If you look at a lot of things that they talk about, they never mention Ingress with the other stuff. Yeah. It's like they consider Ingress its own company almost. How weirdly they relegate Ingress to the side in its own communication. like Until it it comes to layoffs. Yeah, it's very weird how they treat ingress versus these other games it's i I don't i don't want to say like they ignore them but they are definitely like oh those are the keep them separate those are the ingress people and these are the go pikmin people which is such a weird (laughs) just a weird division that they make because yeah he rarely talks about in any pokemon go stuff ingress which has arguably been out for way longer than this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ingress, ha- like, you know, GoFest, like, they had Ingress Fest before GoFest were even a thing. Like, they, they've been doing that for. Yeah, the Ingress community thrived. Yeah. For years before Pokemon Go was even announced. I played Ingress before Pokemon Go was announced. I did too. So, I, you know, Mar- Marvel didn't make it out. NBA's gone. Harry Potter's gone. We still don't know. It's cra- kind of crazy to this to this day. I, I wish I could find like an ex Niantic employee. If you're if you're an ex Niantic employee, feel free to slide into my DMs. Uh, we will anonymize you. I am curious if Harry Potter was not because the game was like a complete failure. I, I actively saw people playing Harry Potter. Yeah. When we when Greg and I would do community days, we would always see at least like two people like with Harry Potter open. I have to this day I've never seen anyone with NBA Live open. But I wonder if that was like a licensing thing. Like Oh yeah. Like, oh, we don't want to pay JK Rowling slash WB game slash whatever. It's just too much money for that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they had a player base. There's no doubt about that. I mean the player base was upset when it closed, but like Yeah. That could have just have been huge... like, hey, this licensing isn't working out yeah. and we can move our people to other teams. And it's just like a win win for both of us. We're saving money, not paying the licensing and we're yeah. saving like we're not getting that much money in return. 
Well, one of the interesting things that I think keeps Ingress in the safe category is they don't pay anybody but themselves for Ingress. Yeah, that's why they're like, keeping going with Paradox. <laughs> there's no licensing needed. And that is just if they keep that game going, they are making money and they get to keep it all in-house, right? Like the the issue is, of course, since this is their own IP, it does not have the immediate population grab that a Pokemon or a Marvel or the NBA does. But of course, with those huge names comes huge licensing feeds. You have to share. You have to share what you're making. So it's interesting. Like, again, it's interesting that they don't ever really talk about Ingress, which is their own IP. And they still relegate it to the Ingress community. And those people are like lost forever. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, what are you doing with them? But like, I don't think I, I think I don't think Ingress will ever go anywhere, mainly because it is still a very thriving base of players and it's their own IP. As somebody who played Harry Potter for a solid week, there was a lot of. I don't want to say copying, but it was really easy to compare Harry Potter to Pokemon Go. Like, mm-hmm. here are the stops. Here are the gyms. Here's the walking. Here's the like instead of catching here's the spells like they did mimic a lot of stuff and there was some stuff that harry potter did better not a lot there were some there's obviously some stuff that pokemon go did better but when i look at this these games pikmin peridot monster hunter peridot is not remotely close to pokemon i mean peridot is a tamagotchi like yeah and I, i i i don't have the patience for tamagotchi stuff I know there are some people who do. There are some people who like take care of like five different Tamagotchis a day. And, you know, props to you. I, I could barely keep myself alive. I can't keep a digital pet alive. So like that's that's cool. Like Paradot is a very different. I, I don't even know if I would call it a game. It is a Tamagotchi. Um, and it's an expensive Tamagotchi. Like if you want another mm-hmm. Paradot, you have to spend like I think like six or seven dollars. But, I think just five, but that is when I stopped playing. But that that is like the Tamagotchi community. Like, yeah. he, like I, I, I get people are frustrated that like, oh, in order to get another paradise, but I have to spend $5. Like people who are into Tamagotchis, they are buying new Tamagotchis like weekly. They are like, it is a collecting slash like taking care of. Like, I'm not trying to defend Niantic, but like they're not off the, they're not off base really far with Peridot. Like, no. It, it is what it is what they're replicating. Pikmin Bloom is not anywhere near Pokemon Go, and that's why I think I like it so much. Like it is such a chill game. You it runs in the background. Um, like you you do your like you wake up, you check your Pikmin return you, before you go to bed. You send them out at night. Like it is exactly what I want in a mobile game. That like I I can't like people said this when Harry Potter came out. It was impossible unless you unless you made this your full time job to play both Pokemon and Harry Potter at the same time. They were asking yeah. way too they much were of you. Way too much. And, and I think for a lot of stuck with Pokemon. I think for yeah. a lot of people, they probably have maybe one, two, or three like full time mobile games. And Pikmin never feels like it's trying to fight for that. Right. It's very light and it's not asking a lot. And it's great. 
Uh, I have no clue what Monster Hunter is going to ask of you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume it Monster looks Hunter intense. is closer to the Harry Potter Pokemon Go. Yeah, it feels similar. Um, also, like, his final paragraph of this letter is real bad. <laughs> the way he signed it off with lowercase initials bothers me. That's just well, a- the thing that bothers me, and this is what all CEOs do. Yeah, it's all just, it's CEO. Is sad to say goodbye. No, you're not. So one of you outs, <laughs> like, man. You needed you somebody needed to say cut that because nobody wants to hear that you making a decision to fire 230 people who will no longer have jobs whose future are now completely unknown because of your actions, that you're sad about that. Nobody wants to hear that from a CEO. It is so fake and so false. And that whole sentence would have been better if you had just cut that up because the rest that comes after that is like, oh, pity me. It's so hard for me to make these decisions. No, it's not because you are safe. You are making a ton of money and you will not be touched. Nowhere in this thing is has anybody talking about how they're touching your salary, your stock options or anything you're doing to save money for yourself. It infuriates me when I get to the end of these things because they're always like, oh, it was so hard to do this and it's so painful for you to go. It was not painful for you at all. You are still getting paid millions of dollars. He's probably writing this on his yacht. If you get replaced, you absolutely have a golden parachute, meaning you will never have to work again for the rest of your life. It infuriates me when they do this stuff. I I do wonder how many... People were on Marvel and NBA. I would assume probably each of those teams probably had like 100 people each Um, from like marketing, research, development, graphics. I mean, it's hard to say because we don't know the swath of of overlap. Like we don't know like how much of the sort of just getting your company to run positions got let go. So like HR and facilities management and administrative officers and managers like we don't know what that breakdown is and we won't ever know unless they come forward but you know a lot of times when layoff happens it is the people that cover multiple teams that are like everybody has to report to you those people tend to get cut out and then they just load a person with way more than they can handle um so it's really hard to say if they laid off entire teams um and you just mean if you bye. saw community managers on twitter and then you saw the ones that were left over and you saw the ones that were let go and it's almost like the ones that are left over now have tripled the work yeah and they're expected to do triple the work for and they were I already underwater before that that's why there was more community managers <laughs> yeah it's i i could go on i mean this, again this, this is what happened at my job like yeah. They they when I had a nine to five job, we had uh, a, a team of multiple website people that went down to two website people that just went down to me. And they were like, Steve, we want you to launch a whole rewards program before Black Friday. Uh, OK, how just uh, you want me to also do the eight other things. And now you want me to. Lo- uh, there's just me, by the way. You, right. They're like, well, make it look like Amazon's. Oh, you mean the company that has like 7 million people working on their website? <laughs> right. It, it is. Uh, 
glad you believe in me because i don't (laughs) but the idea is that you're left and you're so invested in this company that of course you will kill yourself to make this company succeed because we're your job and it's like i just saw you not care about 230 people do you think i'm really going to break my neck for you when you will jettison us when it becomes inconvenient to keep us like there's this again i've been talking to brent about this like we have seen so many examples lately of ceo brain that it is maddening like these ceos think they're the smartest brightest people in the room and that they are untouchable and the reason why they make so much money is because they're the best it's like no you are just the most ruthless and probably the least ethical person in the room that's how you got there Okay, well, let's take one more break. Uh, and then when we get back, we'll talk about Delphox, the Pokemon forums, NAIC, NAIC North America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> North American Insurance Company. <laughs> we will be uh, right back. This podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Now, we're not talking about food. We're talking about clothes. Bird Dogs make you look good. It's summertime. Maybe you're in the mood for some khaki shorts. Their khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, and it gives your leg that sculpted look you might be looking for. You've heard of Lululemon? Bird Dogs is exactly the same, but better. They fit better than regular shorts. They look better than regular shorts. They don't have restricting cotton, and they stretch. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool all day long. And for you all, if you go over to birddogs.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T, you can get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs, bird like the animal, dog like the animal, dot com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T for a free Yeti style tumbler. And you won't want to take your bird dogs off. They're promising you. I'm promising you. And the birds slash dogs out there also promising you. And we are back once again. Del Fox with the fairy type Terra has joined seven star raid battles. Finally. Uh, Finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> and We're it here. didn't break. It works. It didn't break. By the time you're listening to this, the first round will be over. It will reappear again on Thursday, July 13th through Sunday, July 16th. The coolest thing I, I, I said this in my like preview video. The coolest thing they could have it do is Magic Room, uh, and it does Magic Room. And it I does. feel like 99% of Pokemon fans have probably never pressed the button Magic Room ever in their playthrough <laughs> or have seen anyone play it. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't see competitive play either. Um, most people might be familiar with Trick Room uh, because Trick Room, gosh, even Trick Room, you probably don't even see through like a normal playthrough of the game. Uh, but Trick Room will reverse the turn order. So it means slow Pokemon will go first and fast Pokemon will go last. Uh, that does see competitive play. Although I don't know if we've ever seen a trick room win like a master's championship. We saw in juniors actually at NAIC, which is really cool. But yeah, magic room will disable all your held items for five turns. It's really cool uh, that it does that. You can stop that by either also using magic room, which not a lot of Pokemon get, uh, or you could taunt it uh, as well. 
refreshing to me still that they can change when the shield goes up or they can change when, you know, this Pokemon's going to go three times in a row and there's nothing you can do about it. Or this Pokemon's going to open with one or two moves and there's nothing you can do about it. It is it is cool to me that they can still just like move that slider or that scale and still make each of these battles feel pretty unique versus like every raid boss is going to do two things and then it's yeah. going to attack and then it's going to put up a shield and then it's going to reset stats like every boss has been pretty unique and whether or not you know you you found it easy or hard mileage will always vary depending on who you're playing with or what po- hey you want this to be hard uh bring bring a level 63 hoopa i promise you it will be a very hard raid if you do that <laughs> i promise you you will get one shot by dazzling gleam if you do that yeah i don't know I, greg you did you did yours yep i did what i always do only randoms randoms, how many, randoms how many randoms did random. it take you three i think how many iron hands I- did you see uh, I only saw one Iron Hands. <laughs> Did he promptly belly drum and then die? Yes. <laughs> uh, did a belly drum, which I did heal, but then just did Rain Punch. And I'm like, you do understand that it's fairy. No, people right? don't understand. We, we've learned understand this. Yes. I, I, am, I have never been so validated in the last 12 years of doing this podcast than to hear people time and time again be like, yeah. Pokemon is a children's game. It's made for kids and then watch grown adults not understand type weakness and resistance. It is mind by bi- is yeah, yeah, both yeah. mind boggling and validating that <laughs> <laughs> to watch a, a 30 year old person bring a dark type pokemon to a fairy raid and be like i don't understand why this didn't work oh i do i oh, very I do. understand why <laughs> i oh so i only played on thursday i did i want to say three hours of just all randoms that's all i did all night because I do randoms in Final Fantasy. I do randoms. It's always interesting to be, it's always interesting to me to see the evolution of when it first <laughs> hits to when it later in the night when people have started actively searching up. Because I did start with a lot of your standards. There were a lot of Azumarils. There were some slow bros just sitting there powering up, powering up, powering up. I'm like, you go, girl. You're not going to make it, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, and then towards the end of the night, I started seeing a ton of heat trans, a ton of armor, armor rouge, armor rouge. I saw a ton of through edge. I'm assuming. No. What is the what is the Bisharp new thing? King Gambit. Yeah, I saw a ton of King That's Gambits all good. of a sudden. No, it's not. But I suddenly started seeing them as people are like, oh, these aren't working. Um, and so it was really, it's just really interesting to see like what happens with all of these raids, like raids across the board. Any game that I do raids in, it starts out rough. And then suddenly you start seeing people who have clearly had to go and like, just give me something quick that that will make this happen. And so I think. The start was rough, and then towards the end of the night before I just got tired of doing them, I had more successes than that. And to be fair, I did not bring a great Pokemon. I brought Claude Sire because it's what I had. I'm like, look, I know enough of what I'm doing that if there's other people who are good in here, I'm just going to acid spray. The Church of Acid Spray. 
I mean, I'm at the Church of Acid Spray. I have an assault vest on, so as long as we can get before the magic room goes up, I'm surviving hits. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just helping people. And I'll bet some people did. Get, like I, had, I think I had one slow bro that understood what I was doing and started firing. Ah, uh, that, that those moments feel fast. good. But overall, I mean, overall, I don't. I think it was interesting that it opened up with dazzling gleam because the time that I had the people who brought two people brought each legendary and they're like almost dead in the first hit. And yeah, like, I really like that. Actually, I think that this is exciting. I think that like reinforces you have made a terrible decision, and I think more decision. raid bosses need to open with their like dominant attack, right? You know, again, I know how to run these. I know, you know, I'm just there trying to help people out as best I can. Once I catch my own, I only need to catch one. And then I don't go the rest of the weekend and I probably won't go next weekend unless somebody sends me a message like, I really need help. Can you come help? But yeah, I mean, I think the magic room, I think, confused a lot of people because you don't ever see it. Yeah, that's why why it was so cool. Why is it doing so much more damage all of a sudden? And to be fair, the first time it happened, I also was like, oh, I'm taking a lot of damage. Why? Oh, yeah, I forgot I put a salt vest on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'd forgotten what I'd put on it. I was just in there, like, hitting buttons and having fun. So, yeah, I think I think they made it. They made it very interesting. I also I love Del Fox. It's one of my favorite starters i i love the design i love the typing so um it was frustrating to see a ton of people who brought in water types and i'm like okay you okay <laughs> like all right I, you're not you're, you're still not you're understanding not <laughs> you're not getting that it's fairy but and again to be fair a lot of these people also probably didn't know until they clicked on it and saw that it was fairy and were like oh it's too late because this is what i got um, and I mean, I, I think, think that is a big mentality of raids is like, this is all I have. Right. And I don't I don't I don't know if it's like I don't know what to build or building is too time consuming or I don't have that. I mean, like, again, this is what we make fun of Iron Hand players or Annihilate players. But it, it, I think it does come down to like, I don't have anything else. This is what I yeah. got. And yeah. If I can make this work, I'll make this work. I think is I think the barrier to raids is the same barrier to competitive Pokemon. You need to know what to bring and you have to specifically design those things. And the thing about these raids is that each time the whole thing is different. So unlike a standard MMO where you just need to figure out how to make your class work in the raid, this is very much you need to build something completely different to do this raid. And I think that I think that is a barrier to entry that is tough for a lot of people because I'd looked at it and I looked at your thing and I'm like, I am, I do not have time this week to make these and I'm not going to. I mean, I, I mean, that's 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 fair. And like, you know, I think realistically, you could look at one of my builds and you could and you could say, like, this is going to take me 30 minutes, which is not a lot of time. Uh, but uh, if you're an adult or you're busy or you're playing other games, it can be a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I probably spent 30 minutes just moving a Gudra back and forth just because I wanted a silly ribbon on it before I started like training. Yeah, it, it can take a whole lot longer if you're if you're not used to it or if yeah, you're yeah, yeah, doing it. In yeah, a yeah. Way. Obviously, it could oh, realistically it could take you 10 minutes to do it if you had 
vitamins, right? Like if if you have right. like vitamins and bottle caps, you can be done in ten minutes. If you don't, I'm being generous. Like it'd probably take you like an uh, like thirty minutes to an hour. If you don't have that kind of stuff, maybe you're in violet and you don't have a stun tank. Like right, like you you'd have to find somebody to trade. Like there there are barriers. I personally do think it's fun to build a new Pokemon every raid. I I absolutely love it. There's 400 plus Pokemon in the game. It's cool that like I finally get to use mm-hmm. an Appleton. I finally get to use a uh, Misdreavus. No one's using Misdreavus. I finally get to use Sandy. Like like it is cool to be able to build a Pokemon, and it is also cool to hear that reaction from like people in Slack or Discord or the Twitch streams. Right of like. I've never built a competitive Pokemon in 15 years. Not like, yeah, I would say competitive. I've never built, I've never had to IV train. I've never had to EV train. And it's like, now that I know how to do it, it's exciting when a new raid comes. Cause like, mm-hmm. I know how to do it now. And like, I can prep another, like, I think that's a good loop that they have introduced in Pokemon. Um, because, you know, prior to VGC or maybe like some, like battle frontier or something right or like battle battle tree and sun and moon like that's still battle focus of like okay i still have to learn competitive Mm -hmm. and so it's easy to skip that and that's cool if you're not into that it's totally cool if you're not into that um but if you want to do a co-op thing with people you do have to you know learn ivs and evs and natures and strategy right like um like we had we had an arceus in our raid and they 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 call mind and they call mind and they call mind and i'm using acid spray right and i'm like okay it's it's negative six now three turns three acid sprays like just attack we know delphox is gonna reset your stats and then they reset stats and so the arceus started call mining again and they're in my chat i know they're they're only here because they're watching me i know they can hear me (laughs) They eventually attacked at the end and they just did a little bit of damage. It's frustrating because it, it, it's almost, and I, I said this, it's like, okay, you, you watched probably some YouTube video that told you that, you know, while you're by yourself, you're going to call mind and then you're going to do this and it's going to be fine. But you didn't learn anything. Like you didn't learn mm. what your teammates are doing. It's the same in MMOs and Final Fantasy and stuff, yep. right? Like. I think that's always what I've been trying to do with my like YouTube videos and stuff is like teaching people that there's like a complexity layer here. And if you recognize patterns or you recognize what your teammates are doing, you can actually be so much more efficient than like, just tell me what to do. And that's that's a if you, if you just want to be told what to do, that is also completely valid. Yep. But now that people are understanding how to build Pokemon and and what is good and what moves do what once you start recognizing that in other players it, it you can see the complexity that you might not have understood just because of the story because when you're playing again when you're playing the story yeah, you're yeah. never going to see magic room and you're never going to be like oh what does that move do? <laughs> right but also like there is a level of you have to know and see because i will say this there are plenty of times where my game just I could not see what anybody else was doing. I could not. I just sat there. I was unable to do things like those bugs still exist. So I I do think there is sort of a frustration still in the game that the game doesn't really explain how any of this works. You are still in this sort of weird (laughs) 
nebulous area and the game still doesn't work real great for you to be able to react a lot of times in particular real time. Like I did sit there for like a minute where I'm like, I know things are happening around <laughs> me, but I've stopped seeing messages. I can't do anything. And the time it takes me to go in and look at everything is time clicking on that because I'm still getting attacked. Yep. I'm still trying to to see like these things aren't easily seen. And sometimes Pokemon are left on the screen, but their health things zero. So I'm like, <laughs> are are they gone? Are they here? If I heal, what's happening? Where are we at? <laughs> I, I, I do think that I do like that they have made more hardcore content for Pokemon. I think they need to be more transparent in their communication that you have that this is more difficult content that requires you to specifically do specific things. And I don't think anything official from the company has ever really crossed that barrier. Like that one article we read was just bad. Like it was half the information. Um, and I do think that I've run into a lot of people like, you know what? I'm just fine. There's somebody breeding it for me because I just want the Pokemon and I don't want that. I find that experience frustrating and I don't I don't blame them because it can be super frustrating, right? Like, yeah. especially if you don't have a core group, you don't have somebody you watch, you don't have people that you can trust and you're relying on randoms or you refuse still... to pay for Nintendo online. Right. I, I, I do think like I like the foundation they've built, I do think there's a lot of room for improvement in the next iteration of this. And, you know, like people who listen to this podcast generally have a way to find a bunch of people yeah, to yeah, help yeah. them out with this thing. So it's harder for it's harder to sort of understand other people's issues. And like that is one of the reasons why I do random so I can see are people adapting are people trying to learn or are people just giving up? Um, and I do think I'm seeing fewer people play, but those people are adapting faster. That's like the Final Fantasy thing, though, right? Yeah. Or like the Absolutely. Destiny thing, right? Like you, you get the like, you get the hardcore people right away. They knock it out. They do it. Then they're gone. And now all the hardcore people are gone because they already did it. And then you get. You just get only, a, you get a bunch of stragglers trying to figure it out together. I I only raid on Tuesdays. People are like, when do you play Final Fantasy? Only on Tuesday. I will only raid on Tuesday because I find weekends so frustrating. I do think it's I, I still think it's weird that they're so secretive about like this Pokemon being level 100 and this Pokemon being mm -hmm. tough. I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything wrong with keeping the moveset secret. I think that that is fun to like discover what it is. And, you know, if you get something wrong, you're like, OK, let me just change. Let me just, you know, teach it this move or or maybe switch the nature, which is much easier to do than any Pokemon game prior to it. But again, I again, I will stand on this soapbox that I feel like 90 percent of the raids would not fail if you knew that the person is locking in like a level 64 yeah. Hoopa. Like I would be yeah. like, you know, 100 I would love to see it happen. 64, this is a waste of 10 minutes. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's well, what, no way this could happen. 
What's wild is other games tell you you have to be at this level yeah. to and do even, this content. Even in the rest of normal main series Pokemon games, <laughs> as much as we want to talk about that term uh, or not talk about it, um, you can see the level of the Pokemon you're battling. You know that you're going to lose if you're going up against a 70-something with a 20-something. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't, it's weird. I don't know why they don't. It is a weird, weird choice. Like, just, just put it, put it on there. It's like one It's thing. not a fun part of the puzzle. It's no actively no. hurting every team. And it's not even a puzzle anymore, right? <laughs> like, like, once you're in the raid, you can check, but you can't. Right. Like, I could, like, if, when I join the raid and then I see somebody get knocked out instantly, my first thought is, I bet they're not level 100. And then I have to wait for them to respawn and then click on them and be like, oh, yep, they're level 49. Like, now I cannot, you, like, you literally cannot win. Yeah. There's no saving it from there. No. Most of the time. It's, it is, I, I always, it's like in, it's like in D&D. When people are like, oh, you should never tell them what the two hit is. And I'm like, they're going to figure it out. When I say a 16 misses, a 17 hits, you know, it's 17. Like, this isn't a big part of the puzzle. Just tell us up front. You need to be 100. This is a 100 Pokemon. Like, we don't need to know the moves because that is the aspect of learning the puzzle. But again, when you've done it once, you know what it is it's not this huge it's like the it, this bizarre like oh we have to keep it a secret the entire time because they'll never figure it out within two minutes of its launched infographics across every social media it's got these moves it does this in this order like <laughs> who are you who are you fooling that being said raids are still good but man they got a they got a uphill thing to climb if they want more people to enjoy them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're good. The, past like people who listen to this podcast, I I think people that yeah. listen to this podcast, I think there's a lot of them that don't enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. What's our What's our next news? We're We're almost We're almost done here. Ah, well, we'll save the forums for last. Hey, I went to NAIC, the North America International Championships. Well, full disclosure, uh, Pokemon Company paid for my eleven dollar ticket. Uh, so thanks for the two free booster packs and the $11 ticket. Uh, what does that $11 ticket get you? Just access to the venue. That's it. That's it. <laughs> nothing special there. They did have a Pokemon Center. Uh, and it was free to everyone. Uh, so you did not need a ticket. Uh, they did have appointments for the Pokemon Center. That was also not new. What happens is uh, you go to the website, you book your time slot, you can book up the four people. And then when you walk up to the Pokemon Center, you show them your little QR code or phone screen and then they let you in and then you can shop. They sold out of uh, reservations for the Pokemon Center, obviously. So you didn't need a reservation. You could wait in line. This again is not new. Every Pokemon Center has had this. But how they did it was really weird. And I guess is my complaint. Depending on who was working, and for the most part, most of these events are either volunteers or people they find off Craigslist to pay them like $18 an hour to stand there for two days. Uh, some people would be like, nah, we're full. Don't get in line. And then some people would be like, nah, get in, sure, get in line. It'll be like a two hour wait. 
But how they would do it is they would, when somebody would walk, like, let's say me and Hannah would walk up for a reservation. I'd be like, ah, we're here for 245. And they'd be like, two of you? And we'd be like, yeah. And then they would take two people from the line and they would be like, now there's four of you. Go on in. Because every reservation was expected to have four people. Mm -hmm. So if Greg just went in and was like, I have a three o'clock reservation, they would be like, just one of you. And Greg would be like, yeah. Then they would be like, okay, three people from line. You're going in with this guy. Like obviously like you didn't have to stick together. Yeah. Obviously you didn't have to stick together, but it was like that's how there was three lines, by the way. There was the the line to wait in. There was then the line that you got approved or you got pulled. And then once you got through the door into the Pokemon Center, there was another line because they were limiting how many people could like walk the floor. It was a nightmare. And the the worst part isn't even the waiting in three different lines. The worst part is when you got in, nothing was in stock. Everything was sold out. For whatever reason, this has happened every single time. I know Pokemon employees listen to this podcast. Why is every day they're like no limit and then quickly the scalpers come in or whatever or somebody's walking in, they're buying like six backpacks and then they they realize shortly after, oh, we should probably have a limit because now we literally have nothing to sell for day two or day three of the show. Like, it's every single time. I, w- I was showing off stuff I got in London on stream yesterday because Greg wanted a Roselia from London. Yeah, and you've held out on that. You didn't even tell me you had that pin. You've I just tried to held out on pins. me. And I, w- I for, watched for a long time now. You've held out on me. So, so in London, it was it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the Pokemon Center. There were very limited people that could get in on like Wednesday night. I got in. First thing I did is went to the Pokemon Center. I had like a VIP pass. I skipped the line. I'm sorry. The, just being honest with you guys, I VIP skipped the line. Right. Already things were sold out. First day of of wor- London Worlds, there were no pins. Greg saw the pins yesterday. Those were those were gone. There was a huge pile of Roselia plushes. I grabbed one. I watched some guy grab like both hands in whole scoop of Roselia plushes and then walk to the register. The the second day. So that was Thursday. The second day they said limit two plushes per person. They put a limit up the second day and too late. It was too late because by Friday afternoon. No, no, no plushes the rest of the weekend. They were all gone. If you came on Saturday, if you came on Sunday, if you literally came Friday afternoon, you were not getting a Roselia plush. Like, I just don't understand how this is a problem. Every time they do a Pokemon Center, everything should have a limit. I'm sorry. Like, maybe you have four kids and all four kids want a Roselia plush. I'm I'm sorry. Limit two. Give your kids a $20 bill and have them go in and have them pick up a Roselia. Like, it sucks for somebody to like drive all that way or buy a spectator pass and then stay in the line for three hours all they wanted is a playmat buddy the playmats were sold within 10 they were they were gone they were gone within 10 minutes of this door opening Mm -hmm. like i didn't even get to go into the pokemon center until saturday at like 7 45 15 minutes before they were closing it was just like i just didn't want to wait three hours in a line there's other stuff to do Uh, everything else is great there there was there there were side events uh the the there was enough seating to watch they put up like a cool like beach area where you could take photos and see like the beach gear and the camping gear you could play pokemon snap 
They had a lot of photo opportunities. They had people handing out free stuff in Pokemon Go. They increased the amount of like gyms and Pokestops. Uh, there was uh, like special research for Pansage and Panpour and Panseer. Like there was so much to do. And it just sucks that like some people's experience was I was three hours in a line for $20 mm-hmm. socks because that's all they had left was $20 socks. <laughs> The venue, stunning, by the way, gorgeous venue, very clean, area around, felt safe. There were so many restaurants, hotels. I understand why they moved from Indianapolis to Ohio. The uh, hotel access, just so many more hotels, so many connected to the convention center, so many restaurants in that area. I don't know why any event is downtown Indianapolis anymore. Like, what restaurants are down there? dicks where they make fun of you for putting on a hat like a steak and shake that like has their windows broken into and like a noodles and company that's your restaurant options in downtown indianapolis greg report back next month (laughs) no it's bad it's bad it is going to be bad it will remain bad like the the only thing that they are doing the only thing is that they pre-COVID had convinced them to build three new ho- hotels to solve the hotel crisis. Then COVID hit, and we have no idea what's happening. Also, Indiana keeps sliding further and further down the places that anybody civilized should visit. <laughs> um, it, you know, and it's like, why are you... The only reason why you're still here is because Gen Con rules that city council with an iron fist and can make changes. But when there's no money because nobody else wants to go to Indianapolis, like the amount that they can work with is limited. And it is true. You can go into you have to walk a couple blocks away before you get to the shopping mall. And then it has like your standard shopping mall restaurants. Yeah, there's a P.F. Chang's. There's a Weber Grill. There's, <laughs> there's a Hard Rock Cafe somewhere down there's there. There's a Hard Rock Cafe. There's a Panera Bread. But also, you can't park because they have no parking that's not paid. And because it's Gen Con, it's full anyways. Because there's no parking. No matter where you go, the things within walking distance are devastated you will walk in there and think a world war just happened in here <laughs> and the staff looks like one one more thing is going to push them over the edge like one more moment of these inconsiderate people is just that is going to be it and they're all going to walk off yeah it's bizarre how how little that city actually cares about usability which also speaks to the fact that until there's a convention there, nobody uses that city. I I can't speak for the rest of Ohio. I loved my time in Columbus. I was very impressed by that city. The cleanliness, the hotels, the restaurant options, the store options. Like, I, I wish my flight wasn't delayed like a whole day because I wish I did just have a one non-Pokemon day in that city. Like, there were so many unique restaurants within easy walking distance that i had like i i I couldn't i couldn't go to all of them and everyone i went to had banger food holy cow the food in columbus so good it was and and i hate food i don't like Mm -hmm. i i drink liquid food but when i'm saying i was impressed by the food 
in 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 indianapolis and for the record i understand that gen con is a much bigger event than than pokemon i i totally understand that but like that doesn't change indianapolis as a city like you don't have a lot of food options like do you want to go to noodles because that is probably on your list of things to do because otherwise you're going to wait like three hours at a food truck like you, sometimes you just want something fast and easy, and unfortunately, your one of uh, your one option is Noodles and Company. Like that's all you got. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, fix your Pokemon Center situation. Uh, add Unite side games. There was no Unite side games, unfortunately. Apparently, somebody, uh, one of the staff members talked about they were scared to do Unite because they wanted lan options for unite side games but they were scared that it was going to steal too much internet from the main games and cause Mm. something but they are looking into unite side games in the future um which they had a lot of they had a lot of tcg side games they had a lot of uh vgc side games uh the the prize wall was great i mean ultimately a side game is you spend five dollars to get into it um if you win you get a bunch of points if you lose you still get some points you take all your points into the prize wall you can bet skateboard plushes ecg cards like that whole system they have has slowly gotten better over the years i mean back in the day when when i used to do tcg your side games were only tcg and your only prizes were tcg booster packs <laughs> and at that point it was like <laughs> i'll just buy the booster pack. <laughs> but um uh very impressed with the event uh it was it was really really great uh i think i think i could probably safely say that ni naic is worth traveling to um i think a regionals is not worth getting on a plane for but if you are in that city or if it's like a two-hour drive it's worth going to but i don't think I don't think a regionals is is worth like a weekend trip for unless mm. uh, obviously if you're competing. Regionals are worth more if you are either competing, obviously, or if you know other people who are going to be there. It's kind of a, a less fun experience if you're just going there by yourself. I, I don't think it would maybe take all weekend unless you're really into side events. Uh, but I think. No, I, I no, I take that. I think I think you get a whole weekend out of it, honestly. But like that is assuming that you want to do a little. They, they had a play lab there as well so if you wanted to like learn the tcg you literally waited like the play lab line was much shorter than the pokemon center line you wait in line for like 30 minutes they give you like a free deck it's not like a full deck it's like a 40 card deck and then they Mm -hmm. teach you how to play the tcg which is like a really great experience as well i will say though like if you're a parent and you i know there's lots of parents that listen to the show and I, I I know there's the stigma of like this is a child's child's thing i there's not a lot for kids to do like I don't think you want to pay five dollars and have your kids go in a side event and like just like leave them there unless you want to watch them. But like, but people do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I hosted a room at the Midwest Gaming Classic. There would be parents. Gosh. And they would like come into the room and they would be like, all right, Sally, uh, daddy's going to go uh, play the pinball machine for two hours. Is it cool if you, you're going to stay here for two hours? And they would just dump their kid in the Pokemon yeah. room. And I was like, what am I going to do? What? I'm not. Uh, this does not say babysitting. Like, uh, what am I? I, w- I would watch this seven year old like get bored relatively quickly because so, spoiler alert. 
I'm not a parent, but like I'm smart enough to recognize most people are. I think that like a seven year old gets bored with things very quickly. Uh, and I, wa- I would watch these kids just leave the room and just exp- like, I don't know where they went. <laughs> yeah. Also, when? Also, not my job to babies. Like, where did I don't know? The, who knows where they went? It's a the whole wildest. <laughs> when I worked at a comic book store, the wildest thing would happen in the summer is his parents would drive up, drop their kids off because they had to go to work and send them into our store. And those kids would last 20 minutes before I kicked them out because they were destroying things. And then we would just see them playing in the parking lot. I'm like, we are not taking care of your child. I don't care what happens to your child. Your child was actively ruining my store. They're out. I don't know what your plan is. And I hope they're around when you return at whatever you're coming back. Because I don't care once they're out of my store. Goodbye. There aren't a lot of safe places to be as a kid. That's Especially another. Now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I felt bad, but like, yeah. when when you're hosting, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's not your job, <laughs> right? Yeah, when you're hosting no, right. a room all weekend, like, also, I'm not taking the liability of your child. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that these necessarily are safe places. I'm just knowing. Yeah, as a kid who grew up. There, there are people my parents' age who were able to go to malls and go hang out in arcades and 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 have safe places to go as uh, as a kid. They were not safe. Yeah, but <laughs> they were not. They you were. You didn't not get in trouble for safe. being in a place. Yes, we did. Okay. <laughs> no, they were not. They were not safe. Okay. And they got ti- as tired of us as I did. We got. <laughs> I got kicked out of so many arcades. They're like, you're done. You're done. Also, you're out of you're out of money. <laughs> get out. Uh, I don't and know. I'm part of get... the generation that grew up on the internet because yeah, we got kicked those... out of malls yeah. all the time because we would just roam. We would just roam malls as packs of teens because we had yeah. nothing else to do. And then security would come around and say, "Get out! Get okay. out! You are done." And then we would do what every kid did: wander the parking lots because our parents literally pushed us outside and said, "Figure it out." <laughs> I, i'll see you at five see Bye. i was the opposite i was the kid that like never left my parents were like oh you want to yep. go to the park no you can't do you that would require that would require crossing the street and you are not allowed to cross the street oh yeah well, I think my mom would have liked too. if i left the house more but i i was a nerd who liked reading and playing video games yeah. so yeah, no, no, yeah, I, want, I wanted say, to, like, go to the parks or, like, if I had a friend that lived across a street, the street, they'd be like, nope, because we don't want you to cross the street. Oh, my parents said that, but of course they weren't home. <laughs> well, I had to <laughs> so stay at home, left. like, my, my mom was like, stay at home, so. Yeah, no, my parents did not exist in that house. We just left. It's like, well, <laughs> who's going to stop us? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we out. And NAIC, uh, good. Um, hopefully they continue to improve. Uh, it seemed, I mean, NASC, they sold out, so they, they, they sold out of badges and stuff. Um, so it's cool that they keep doing that. Uh, that means worlds is coming up. Uh, I will, I will be there. Uh, I've known this for a while. I was waiting until everything was mostly finalized in my real life (laughs) 
before I announced it. Uh, but I will be in uh, Yokohama um, whenever that is. I think it's the eight, the, the the tenth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth for Worlds. Uh, the Pokemon Company did invite me out. I'm not saying that to brag. I am saying that because of FTC guidelines. I have to tell you that they are paying for my hotel legally. I have to tell you that. Otherwise, I get in trouble um, and they get in trouble. And if Pokemon gets in trouble because I am vague in what they're paying for, then they don't want to invite me to stuff because that's how the law works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, they're not paying for my flight. They they have paid for my hotel. Um, and so I will be at the Osaka just for that week they're not paying for three weeks of hotel (laughs) paying for a week of hotel i will be at the osaka go fest niantic is paying for my 20 dollar ticket to that for the record um so i will be at osaka go fest i will be at worlds and then i'm staying an extra week on my own dime uh to live stream so uh shout out to everyone in australia and europe they will be easy to watch if you're in the u.s and you're a night owl then you have something to watch if other because Japan is 13 hours ahead, I think. So if I start at 10 in the morning, that's like midnight mm-hmm. <laughs> for America. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will, I will, uh, I will be at worlds. So if you're there, cool. Now all of you guys know why I won't be at New York go fest. I'll be at GoFest. But Hannah will be there with a cardboard cutout of me. Yeah. And and me, because I still don't have yeah, a job. If you want to ship those to someone, I'll get the cardboard cutouts know. from yeah. me and Greg ready. We'll send them to Hannah. We'll send them out. It's going to be my very first GoFest. I've never been to one before. I've never been to an in-person Go event. I've never been to a um, Safari Zone or a GoFest so I'm very excited for that, even if my feelings about the game are kind of hesitant right now. Yeah, I uh, I believe um, some of my Discord mods are planning a meetup for everyone. Uh, I know they're they're also communicating in Slack as well. <laughs> uh, as we get closer to New York Go Fest, I will make sure everyone in our community, whether that's Twitch, Slack, Discord. If you are going to Worlds, there will be a, a meetup. Um, also, a huge shout out to everyone I met at NAIC. Uh, super nice. Super great. Uh, everyone was uh, was fantastic. Uh, it was cool to see people from our communities like meet each other for the first time and like become friends and hang out with each other. Extra huge shout out to Dream. Uh, she was like making sure that people met each other and like, this was everyone's name and like, this is what we're doing. If you want to hang along, just absolutely fantastic. Like the people who listen to the show or watch her stuff are just fantastic people. And that's why I like, I tried tooth and nail to leave Japan slightly early to make it to New York go fest. But, uh, it was very hard to, my ticket change was a thousand dollars. And is it like, do I want to spend a thousand dollars to leave Japan early to then get another flight to New York out of New York? And then do I want to save a thousand dollars and just be in Japan for like three extra days? So I I, I tried. (laughs) Yeah, I had the choice. I I was choosing between either going to Worlds or going to GoFest this year. And I decided I really want to meet people in this community. I've never been to a GoFest before. 
So it seems like it'll be fun. We'll we'll keep you updated on that meetup at GoFest uh, in New York. There will be a lot of people that listen to the show that will be there. Um, if you are in Japan, I will be there. So don't s- feel free to say hi. Um, podcast will still happen every Monday. Um, Greg will be missing for a couple episodes because they're going to Indianapolis for Gen Con. Just so I, one. Yeah, episode. I think Greg, this is one episode. Um, yeah, I might be gone that first week of August. We might record an episode early, so it might not be a news episode. It might just be like a question, like a Q&A episode where we just go through questions. Um, I will bring my recording equipment. So uh, if something crazy happens, I can record slash continue the podcast slash, you know, live stream like an announcement if that's happening. So everything will be covered content wise. Uh, The only thing different is. Uh, you guys can watch me walk around Japan and uh, hopefully not get banned for walking into the wrong store because uh, <laughs> Japan has uh, they're very uh, open with uh, uh, stuff, <laughs> anime statues and books and mm-hmm. <laughs> very easy to find there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll need a scouter. I'll let somebody go ahead of me. Maybe <laughs> scout out the area. Are we good? <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, like the Pokemon forum stuff launched. There's a lot to talk about there. We'll save that till next week. <laughs> it's uh, it'll be it worth it. It may not it may not be here next week. It may have died <laughs> yeah. an early death <laughs> judging by how it's going already and the fact you know? that I pr- pretty sure they decided what are moderators on a modern internet? Those kids will be fine. Yeah, it's not fine. It's we'll not see fine. if it lasts next week. <laughs> if it doesn't, we are we are actively archiving the good stuff, <laughs> and I am so excited to talk about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, though. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. We'll just wrap up. Uh, are we are we all on threads? Is that? Oh, I'm threading. Yep. I am super threading. Okay. All I do is on thread there. all day long. <laughs> so we're we're so the things that pop up on the YouTube that says our handles, they're all the, they're the same for threads, right? Everyone is No. They my are for threads me. is different. Yours is different. Okay, I will uh whatever whatever's been down here the entire time, <laughs> that will be just threads at this point. Yep. Okay. We're all in agreement there. All right. Because the social internet is uh dying question mark. That's why we have the Pokemon forums. Yep, we're going yep, back. Oh, yeah, we're coming back. <laughs> we're we're going to do Pokemon forums, blog posts. It's all 1990s. I'm excited for the updated GeoCities so I can make my pink swirling opening banner for everybody to love. AIM is around the days. corner, I, I would imagine. AOL chat room, here I come. <laughs> Remember, kids, ASL. ASL. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> too young for that one. <laughs> nope. That that hits my age properly. Yep. I remember that. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super navigating the dying social internet. Effective.
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers over on Patreon, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Casey, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. A huge shout out to all of them. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST to support the show and we will see you next week.